Hello, and welcome back to Movies in Us, episode 89 of Movies in Us. I'm TJ. And I'm Marcus. And this is the reissue that we use genre movies from the beginning, sometimes. Sometimes. Today we are covering the 2013 animated release of Superman Unbound. I don't know why it's called that. But whatever. It was directed by James Tucker. Screenplay by Bob Goodman. Produced by James Tucker and Alan Burnett. Alan Burnett's a name that we've seen a few times. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, excuse me. Starring Matt Bomer. Uh, he, if you don't know, he is... Well, he was in a show called White Collar back in, like, 2013, which was a pretty good show. And he is currently... Oh man, what is his name? What is it called? The negative man from Doom Patrol in the live action Doom Patrol movie. Or I show. haven't seen it. He's the mummy guy with the glasses. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's also Soren Static Haddock, John Noble, Molly Quinn, Dietrich, Dietrich Bader. Why does that name sound familiar? What's his name? Oh, he's from the Drew Carey show. That's why I know it. Alexander Gold. 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 Francis Conroy, Stephen Rue. You no, know, wait, hold on. You know Dietrich Bader from the uh, Drew Carey show? Yeah, he's the friend on the Drew Carey show. <laughs> I know from Office Space as the neighbor. Oh. I mean, I, I've seen that movie, but I couldn't tell you who was in it. Oh, he's got the mullet. He's like, yo, B, or whatever the main guy is. Look at this channel. Like, yeah, I don't want to say because uh, not rated for this. But yeah, yeah, he's just the neighbor in Office Space. That's where I know him from, but okay. No, he's the other friend in Drew Carey's show. <laughs> yes, yeah, he, he's in a slew of things. He's a very familiar face for people. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Root, Jason Bogg, Serena Irwin, Wade Williams, Melissa Disney, Michael Leon Woolley, Will Young Lee, Ian James Cor- Corlett, and Andrea Romano. Andrea Romano, yes. And that is the credits. Ah! I'm just gonna say this now, there is no behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh, wow, really? Nope. They don't has even... It, has it ever been for any of these fucking animated movies? Yeah, a little bit here and there. Yeah. But, like, this one goes, like, when you look at the page, it has plot, cast, and then it goes right to reception. There's nothing. Yeah. So, there's usually something else there, but... Not even in this one. What's interesting about this is this movie's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I would, I would, whatever. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, take that for what it's worth, but I wouldn't say it's 100%. But I well, also, IGN gave the film a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, but weren't those the same people that love The Dark Knight Returns? You can't trust them. But you can trust Rotten Tomatoes. You well, can't trust right, anybody's right. critical opinion, TJ. I'm just saying, if you like The Dark Knight Returns, you have no taste, so. Whoa, 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 whoa. Anyway, hey, uh, this this film earned 1.6 million on DVD sales and 1.8 million on Blu-ray sales, bringing it up to 3.4 million total. Did I hear Bunny and Ching? Yeah, in box office. Yes, it's your turn. Yeah, so 3.4 million dollars in DVD slash Blu-ray earnings does not make it to the box office, sadly. But we're going to box up anyway, so I'm going to go to number 50 either 40 because why not? So number 50 was Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa. They made 151 million dollars. I don't know what that is. I mean, I know what Jackass is, but I don't know what. It's like the third sequel. First one spinoffs. What is the movie after that? Well, it sounds like it sounds like Jackass is presenting it like it's some kind of nothing to do with Jackass. It's just like Jackass is presenting it, you know. No, there's just one of the spinoffs they have. At number forty nine, making one hundred fifty four million dollars in a movie called Lone Survivor. No idea what that is. It's a military propaganda movie. Oh, that makes sense. 
Yeah, that's all that is. At number, I want to get hated for saying that, but it's propaganda. At number forty-eight, the Sidious Chapter Two made one hundred and sixty-one million dollars. Sidious? It's a horror film franchise. I know the name. That's not the one with the doll, is it? Oh my god, maybe. <laughs> uh, I, don't I don't know. No, that's the Annabelle series. But oh, that's Annabelle started with them because she was made part of the series. TJ, there's so many. There's so many of those. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I've seen a horror film like I've seen a horror film franchise since like the 80s no that's not true for you. i don't like any new horror films because they're all the same ghost jump scare stuff no i, I lied the i the last horror technically horror movie i seen was scream scream that's in, like a, in 90s yeah so i think i think i think annabelle did come from this series i'm thinking of the, the sinister series so maybe annabelle did come from that i did series. hear the insidious series was pretty good though it probably is, but because I mean I've heard of it, so it's yeah. got to be decent if it if I've heard of it. You know what I mean? I don't like ghost movies because they're just lazy movies to me. I like not slasher, but I do like bloody movies. I like just psychological other kind of horror movies. These aren't my cup of tea. Like images. No, these aren't. <laughs> that was a, that was like a an indie. Uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, 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 it mean, movie. Not it, in a psychological thriller. It, indie garbage movie? Yeah, some bullshit. That's what that was. Set number 47 was a movie, the sequel. No, it's the first one. This is the first one of the two. Uh, Olympus Has Fallen, starring Gerard Butler. Made hundred and seven. Wait, it's dollars. a sequel? No, it's the first one. Olympus Has Fallen. The second one's London Has Fallen. Um, Olympus Has Fallen is when the White House gets taken over by terrorists. It's actually a fun, dumb action. And they made a sequel out of it? Yes, where they go to London and take over. That doesn't sound like oh, it's a Ser- that doesn't sound like a movie that should be a series. No, but it made money. So, first one, so they're like, hey, let's cash in on this dumb movie. That's like, I don't know, making a sequel to The Hunt for Red October or something. Which I, well, that's a book series, so I guess they could. I mean, it's a book series, but it's a series with different plots. They, that's literally the same plot over again. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, hey, the guy's gonna, it's Die Hard. It's legit Die Hard. Sarah Butler is the bodyguard for the president, who's played by Morgan Freeman, and it gets taken over by the. I don't uh, know. It's just like, um, like I brought up, Aaron uh, Eckhart. like I brought up the Hunt for Red October. And I think um, the time after tomorrow or something is another one in that series, but they're completely different plots. Yeah, well, if that's a Jack Reacher right series, or yeah, I think it's Jack Reacher. I think yeah. I own all those movies. <laughs> Yeah, I think I own all those. Movies. No, yeah, different. But well, this is just this is literally just Die Hard made in two thousands. No, but even Die Hard does has different premises. Well, the first two did kind of it's different settings. Like that, it's just the guy doing a thing. He's pushed into kind of not wanting uh, to do. The thing. I don't know. It just seems like that is it's they just copied the first movie and like I, I I'm yeah. judging it based on the name. Honestly, yeah. I've no, never again, seen the movie. It's, it's it's the CGI shit in those movies. I don't know. It just it feels action. like. It feels like if you're gonna do do that movie, you know that what what was the first one called? This one is Olympus Has Fallen. Olympus Has Fallen. Maybe the, the London one should be like not taking over the whatever. They're thinking t- about it. I think there's probably three of these movies now. I think they made it into a trilogy. I, I don't know. It just seems ridiculous. It's like taking um cliffhanger and making that a sequel or something. Okay, yeah, they made a third one. Angel Has Fallen. I have seen it. Watch it. What city? What city are they taking over in that one? 
looks like the synopsis says Mike Banning is framed for the attempted assassination of the president and must evade his own agency and the FBI as he tries to uncover the real threat. Oh, so, so it's Skyfall. Like yeah, it sounds like Mission Impossible. <laughs> it sounds like all this spy thrillers. Like, ah, you gotta go get Well, at least it, all, it doesn't sound like they're taking over something like the other two did. That's true. That's what I'm adding to my list to watch now because it looks like it sounds like a good movie. <laughs> I mean, and to be fair, I am purely judging it by its cover. Trust me, they're not great movies, but they're definitely enjoyable popcorn movies. That's all I'm saying. That's why it's at number 47 in the box office. Teacher. Oh, okay. Uh, number 46 at made $171 million. Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. Never sold them. The first one's okay. The second one's like, nah. I mean, I know of them. That's like one of those pop yeah. cultural movies, but I never saw any of them. Yeah, they're movies. At number 45, Identity Thief made 173. No idea. That's Melissa McCarthy and Jason the- uh, Bateman. Not a good film. It sucks. At number 44. You, s- you say names like I'm supposed to know who these people are. I can't even say the movies that are in because you won't know any of the movies. I'm not even bothered. Like, I think, isn't Melissa McCarthy like a Saturday Night Light comedian? She was. She did Bridesmaids. She was in that. It's made her famous. I don't know. Was she in she's a funny little funny comedian and then jason jason bateman, jason bateman i is wait which one's he is he the, have you seen arrested development yes he's the, he's the main brother in that i don't know who the main brother is Michael Bluth. I, I, I don't know who that is oh my god you're the worst you're the worst <laughs> god damn it uh he's a guy um they're good they're both good actors just not a good movie Okay, I I did it. Gotcha. At number forty-four, The Butler made one hundred and seventy-seven million dollars. I think it's basically no Daniels of books. Don't know what that is. It's like Black Forest Gump. That's all it is. He's going to make so many presidencies. At number another black movie. At number forty-three, made one hundred eighty-seven million dollars. Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, I don't know what that is. It's an overrated movie. I did not like it. Is, I think um, it won an Oscar. It was at least nominated for an Oscar. I just found it funny that we were talking about slaves today. I know. I was waiting for you to say something. <laughs> yeah. I just, man, some slave movies are just not good. It's just like oh. up because black people are struggling. Yeah, they just wanted, that's, that movie sounds like it was made just to make money. Yep. It was made to be Oscar bait. Or, or, yeah, win awards. Yep, that's what that movie was. was made for. It's too long. It was too, it was based on a true story too. But my gosh, just not a fun sit through. <laughs> At number 42, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. That made $188 compared to Superman's $3 million. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Is... Start, start over? What was it? The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. And what number is this? Uh, 42. Yeah, I don't know what this is. It is a what? movie directed by and starring Ben Stiller. What does this have to do with Superman? Why did you bring Superman into it? It's because it's like the number. Because I forgot the number. I was like, why am I doing a box office? Like, I'm going back and forth with the numbers. Okay. And number 41, Jack the Giant Slayer made $197 million. I heard of that one. Yeah, so did I. I didn't see it. I don't know what it is, though. I mean, I'm assuming it's Jack and a Mean Sock. Yes. Oh, look at this. At number 40 is one I wanted to mention. That's why I picked this list. At number 40, $199 million was Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters. Never saw the movie, but I read the entire series. That's why I picked this one. I, I think it's the second or third in the uh, series. The, I don't know. No, it's the second. Made. It's it's the okay. second in the series. I don't think they ever made a third. I thought so. I know that I'm trying to get a TV series out about it as of this recording. It's a good book series. I mean, yeah. it's, it's uh, more of a what's what's the age group below young adult? Oh uh, God, I just know young adult, young teen, maybe. Um, Whatever that thing, because I wouldn't necessarily say. I mean, kids can read it; it's not a problem. Yeah. But it's like 
I would say it's between Harry Potter and Twilight. Okay. Not like not like story wise, but like age wise. Yeah. Who, who it's for? Yes, but it's a good series. It's decent if you love if you like Greek mythology and stuff. It's interesting to read. Yeah, I saw the first one. I was like moving. Um, they did it. that, but like, you know. the guy had a uh, sequel series based on Egyptian mythology, so that's cool. Okay, so I'm gonna bring up number thirty nine just because we're talking about number thirty. 47 earlier. 47 was Olympus Has Fallen. Mm-hmm. Like that. So 39 is a movie called White House Down. Is it the same movie? <laughs> you know how every year when some movie comes out, they make the exact same thing. Uh-huh. I believe Olympus Has Fallen came out first, and then this one came out right after. This one uh, stars Channing Tatum, Ch- Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is the president. Did, Jamie Tatum is. It's the same premise, though. Same did, they premise. Get, did that one get a sequel, too? Nope. <laughs> Which is funny because it made more money. Than yeah, that's what I was about to say. It made more money, but doesn't get a sequel? Well, right. how fair uh, is that? And I saw both of them. They're both equally stupid, but equally entertaining. But yeah, I like. I actually like this one more because I like the chemistry between the two leads. But yeah, they were, I'm surprised this one never got a sequel. Yeah, no. So, what's next? I think that's it for all the uh, DVDs features. Oh, okay. I actually own the DVD Blu-ray combination of Superman Unbound. And honestly, all the trailers I said from the last animated movie are the same for this one, for the most part. Yeah, it's Man of Steel, Green Lantern, Young Justice, Batman, Brave and the Bold animated series. The Hobbit Part 1, the Injustice video game, and the only different th- trailer I got was Lego Batman Part... The Lego Batman movie. It's a good movie. Never saw it. Well, regardless, of, it's a solid movie, TJ. So it's actually, movie. actually, the Lego movies aren't in my in the list. That's bullshit. Why aren't they in the list? Because they're in a separate category for some reason. For what? Bullshit. They separated the Lego movies out. Why? I don't know. We're following the list on the Wikipedia page. The list is so f***ing stupid, I swear to God. It's like the worst list, and it always changes. It's going to get like dumber and dumber every time they change. Like, why would this wh- be separate? Which is why we cut down to only Marvel and DC, because it was getting ridiculous. It's the dumbest list ever. I hate this list. Like, I know if we had like true fans listening, like, why are they covering this movie? Why did they skip this one? Like, listen, fans, it's the list TJ decided to pick and not print out. Look. I we never promise to follow it accurately. That's why it's genre movies from the beginning. Sometimes, whatever. That's the tagline. It's that's Sounds that's like a cop out to me. That's our legal cop out. That's why the taglines are in there, so we can't be beholden to, when we want to change up the formula and stuff. Anyway, that was the trailers. Yeah, like, do not want to talk about fucking movie. Maybe I have nothing to say for this movie. I probably saw it all the time we're talking about it. I got a half a page of notes. That's it. That's way more than I expected, honestly. Well, a few things actually pissed me off in this movie, so... Oh, really? Yeah. Does any of it deal with Lois Lane? Yes. Yep, okay, I figured. Most of it deals with Lois yeah, Lane. Yeah, yeah. They did not do her justice, man. Like, I was watching her character development, like, this is not good. Yeah. Alright, instead, instead of um, going out of order here, let's... Want to yeah. jump right into it? All right. So, Superman Unbound <laughs> opens up with some pretty graphic uh, credits. Yeah, I was surprised. So, Jesus. Uh, uh, Brainiac getting put together by machines or something. I don't know. But yeah. What universe like, number is this? DC doesn't have universe numbers. 
And I'm messing with you. But I was going to ask you this. Is this, like, comic accurate? Is this how they look in the comics? Is it, like, details? Is it how they look in the comics? Ah. Yeah. So the first one we saw with him, he was uh, a true robot-looking robot. Oh, it's like Brainiac? A, like, yeah, that looks like a cyborg, I guess, whatever, whatever the terminology is, for, an android, whatever the terminology is for that nerds. Uh, he is, yeah, it's more comic accurate, I would say, in this okay. one. I mean, he's... I don't know. Brainiac goes back and forth. He's technically a Kaluan, which is an alien species. Oh. But um, because of what he he's like this evil thing, he kind of turns himself into a robot, I think. I don't know. It's, it's weird because in the Legion of Superheroes, which is like the 30th century future superheroes, one of the heroes, a uh, part of the Legion of Superheroes is Brainiac. I want to say, I forget what number it is, like Brainiac 5 or something. Yeah. And he's pretty much just a green alien with super intelligence. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Sorry. It's fine. So, we opened up with graphic Brainiac in... You okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to decide how I'm going to tackle this. Because, like, the first act is just setting up this world it's like telling you um like it introduces like there's a, a terrorist attack in the beginning because superman's dealing with an earthquake which just to show us hey supergirl's in this movie and she shows up and takes place but she's not like clark she's angry and a teenager and you know angst so we need to play that part up of it yeah we've seen it before so but the terrorist attack is evolves lois lane yeah because of course it does yeah it has to right yeah so uh, I, like the opening, the opening is kind of boring a little bit. I would say very boring. Like there's this attack going on, but it's just these regular guys. I don't know why they're kidnapping Lois. Like, what is their point? Like, Superman's out of town for a minute, and they think they can get away with this, and then and then Supergirl shows up, and they're surprised. Wait, there's another one, and they still try to stab her with a knife as if that's going to do something. It's just the stupidity of these guys. Like you said, why are they doing it? We don't think we ever find out. Like, No, it's just it's just there to establish certain things and stuff. This this whole story is based on um, the 2008 comic book story arc, Superman Brainiac. Okay. And this isn't in it. This is... this Like, the things they add to this movie are not good. No, but I guess they're trying to just get runtime. Like, we gotta make it an hour some change, so... But they like they could have they could have done it a one to one adaptation and it would have been fine. It's still what it's not the greatest story arc, but it's okay. It's a decent story arc. But um, like we we're, we're talking off mic about you know why these kinds of adaptations are worse than the one to one adaptations. Yeah, and. And it's because, like, in these ones, they don't have the... They don't depend on the comic book histories and lore and stuff that go with it. Like, this whole movie has a forced arc of Superman trying to protect Lois, you know. And he comes off as, like, misogynistic because Extremely. of it. Extremely. <laughs> Extremely. Like, every time they tackle that side of Superman, where he's trying to be overprotective of everyone else in his life, it's always a being once he's overprotective of first off. Second off, it does always come off misogynistic and, like... This is a, I feel like that's not. I guess it'd be being a purist, even though I'm not a purist. But it's like seems like that's not Superman. It's not how he would be portrayed. Right, I, and there's that whole arc. But at least in this one, they're a couple. Yeah, so it makes more sense, I guess. But at the same time, they're not telling anybody they're a couple, it, which doesn't make any sense. The whole reason why they became a couple is so Lois and Clark can have their normal like yeah, and every, yeah. Uh, i just see like superman not telling people he's dating lois lane right but clark, clark we can open about it 
but they're keeping their their relationship a history, and then they're dating. But Clark doesn't tell or introduce Lois about to uh, to Supergirl. Yeah, it's like that's his cousin. Essentially, essentially his adopted. Well, I was going to say daughter. But I would say more like adopted sister. Exactly. At, at this at this point, and it just doesn't make any sense that they wouldn't like. This is a big part of her family and stuff. Whereas in the comics, uh, Lois knows who Supergirl is. They have conversations and stuff, and she goes to her and talks to her about certain things and stuff. And like she's because everyone knows that Lois and Clark are actually married in at that time and they they have all that history to depend on whereas this this they introduce stupid elements for forced drama that but see like i don't think that's a good argument though or stupid thing because like they could still just go deep in like yeah these two are married now who cares you guys know who these characters are i'm not arguing like, they don't have to be like well i'm like, like that's what i'm talking. trying to say that's what i'm trying to say why yeah. these why these adaptations suck because they add add things like Clark and Lois fighting about being overprotective for no reason. It doesn't, it's like, it's just, it's just forced drama for no, for the sake of, we need a store, a subplot here. Yeah. We need something for Lois to do where her, Which I guess would make sense if it's like their first week of dating, but we don't know how long they've been dating for. Well, and that's what I mean. So we like, don't know, like what the time period is like of this movie. This movie is a standalone movie. So, yeah. It's essentially establishing in its own universe. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand why they don't they just... Like, they have a perfectly fine universe built up with the public enemies and apocalypse worlds. Why not just continue on from there? I don't know. It could like, be probably a legal thing. Why do we need to start over again? Yeah. Like, the story arc is from Action Comics. It's... I uh, Let me just bring up the numbers here. It's from... It's Action Comics number 866 to 870. But when they did the storyline, they didn't erase Action Comics 1 through 855. I mean, they kind of did with retcons and stuff. But, but you know, there's there's a giant history that led up to this. Like, Kara's afraid of Brainiac, but she's already been here for a while. You know what I mean? She's already been established and stuff like that. This is just another arc in the comics, whereas this is like... All right, is she did she just get here because they just they're talking about her coming through the wormhole and stuff like that, or has she been here for years and she's just now telling Clark about this? So it's just a reestablishing of everything really hurts these movies. Yes, and it really brings them down. It kind of that's what kind of makes them bad. That, which is why I'm glad we're about to go into start going into universe movies in these animated no, things. I don't know. I haven't seen any of them. The uh, oh, the animated universe. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's like the DCEU. No, not the DCEU. Those are terrible. But like we're coming up on Flashpoint, which is going to start that universe, even though they're based on uh, the New Fifty Two's comic books, which is terrible. But the movies could be good. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, because know, right? because they're adaptations of bad things and they do enough changes like they normally do maybe it'll turn out pretty good but i don't know we'll have to see i don't know it just bothers me and another thing that bothers me about this and this is i'm gonna admit this is a 100 percent nitpick her name's not Kara. it's Kara. you nerd it's Kara. There's no H in her name. Goddamn, you purists. No, it's not It's not superhero purists. This is grammar purism. Purist. It's Ong. No, sorry. It's Ang, not Ong. Yeah, it is. 
we have years of establishing what, how you say these names. Starting to pronounce them. No, you're not. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I didn't even pick like, up on that, but you're not wrong. They did it in the last Supergirl movie. Yes. Kara, 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 Kara. That's what Helen said. They say Kara. No, it's Kara. Maybe it's you, TJ. Maybe you don't say it wrong. No, I'm pretty sure I'm not. I know how the word is spelled. There's no H in the freaking name. Well, it's a Kryptonian name, so maybe they say it differently. No, they don't. It's Kara. And I look, I, I'm admitting 100% that's purely a nitpick. Yeah. But it drove me nuts every time they said their name. That's not well, her name. Speaking of nitpicks, my nitpicks for this movie is I don't like the animation style for Superman. His jawline's too long. He looks very punchable. I actually didn't mind Superman. He looks he looks a little too, like, scrawny muscular, if he that looks, makes sense. He looks if like that a makes bad sense. interpretation of the alpha male. But that's, like, that seems very... His design didn't bother me as much as Lois's design. I hate hers too. I hate it both of her. She looks like she's supposed to be like an X Men evolution or yeah. something. Yes. Or yeah. or uh like a goth high school girl yeah, or something. She's supposed to seem edgy looking. Like that's not Lois. Who the f is? Yeah, that's I don't, don't know why she's in there. <laughs> yeah. Know what else bothered me about Lois? What her voice? Yeah, her yeah. voice actress was. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna say she's a bad voice actress. I just don't think it worked here at all. No. Her voice bothered the hell out of me. We just saw the two guys they're picking a dumb cartoon. <laughs> hate it. This is this is what this is what critics do. I hate it so much. But yeah, I did not like care for the amateur style some of the voice acting for sure. Yeah, I know. It's I don't know. It's like. And going back to the way, like, Clark and is with, with Lois and stuff like that. Like, there's a line in here that Lois says, it must be frustrating to be the most powerful man in your life and not be able to control the woman in your life. It's like, what, yeah. misogy what misogynist wrote that? There are so many lines like that in this movie. It's like, this is so sexy. I don't know if it was me being me, but I'm glad you're saying this. Because, like, this this is she's saying. It's, like, super sexist, super, like, so misogynist. Like, there's no way. It's a very dated movie. Let's say that. And, like, they brought in the, uh, what is his name? Lombard, the sports guy from the Daily yeah. Planet. And he's in the comic. But so is um another character named Cat Grant, who is, like, She's older and she's like, she had gotten a boob job in the comic and stuff. And she, she's trying to like, she's like a gossip columnist and stuff like that. Which, you know, it's fine to leave her out. But why bring this guy in and then make gay jokes at his, at everyone's expense with it? You know? Yeah. This is yeah. just, this was a 2013 mentality. I get it. But it's just, it adds nothing. Why have it? No, it doesn't. I don't know. It's just, it, it bothered me. It's not pretty woke, TJ. Anyway. So, yeah. The, f the first act is, you know, just establishing the world and stuff. And then a Brainiac drone appears on Earth. And then we find out that Brainiac had um, taken over, uh, taken Kandor, the city of Kandor from Krypton and invaded. And Supergirl was there. And it was a tr it was a traumatizing event because on Krypton, if you don't know, they're under a red sun. So they don't have super powers on their planet. So Brainiac showing up, it's like Brainiac attacking a bunch of humans, essentially, with more technology, essentially. Um, so, yeah. And Kara tells Clark about Brainiac, which he doesn't know about Brainiac in, in this movie for some reason. He, like, he has faced Brainiac before in the comics, just not to this extent, like different versions of him. So yeah. he knew of him in the comic. But in this movie, he has no idea who Brainiac is, which makes no sense. I'm, I'm but, fine with that. If they're doing their own lore, that's fine. It works out in this. I, but 
like, like you said, they're, they're doing their own established canon. I'm cool with them not knowing who Berniak is. I would be too if this movie was going to lead into something. Well, again, this movie seems like it's coming. I thought see, it seems like it was coming off of a TV show and then going back into the TV show. But since the way this movie is, he will be who Berniak is. It works. It works fine with me. It would make sense in not knowing how they established. Like, okay, yeah, sure. First time we got into Brainiac. Supergirl's out there to exp- uh, exposition on who he is. Perfect. Well, anyway, so instead of waiting for Brainiac to come to invade Earth, Superman goes to him. And that's the second act, essentially. He goes to an alien planet, which I was a little confused. I guess that sun was... That's just how they designed his suns in the animated verse that looks like it's constantly exploded when we see Earth's sun later. But it looked oh, like yeah. a red... It looked like a red sun when they got there, so I yeah. was like, like, certain he loses powers, but I guess not. I was questioning that too, like, okay, why has he got powers now? Like, oh, yeah, I guess kinda, it, they're kind of addressing it, but whatever. Yeah, so whatever. He goes there and he tries to stop Brainiac from taking over this, I guess, this one planet that has one city on it. Hey, every life matters, TJ. But so, and Brainiac's uh, invasions, he just murders people left and right. Yeah. There's there's some blood in this movie, too. So Superman's fighting, uh, saving his planet, and then he gets captured by Brainiac. Oh, that was my question. Brainiac's uh, uh, motives. They made those oh, right. Yeah, right. yeah. Because it's like, okay, so his, yeah, his thing is, he wants to know all the knowledge in the universe, right? But then he destroys. Well, here's the thing. They explain that. Um, he collects all the knowledge of a planet, essentially, and then he destroys the planet because if he leaves the planet intact, it'll grow and new knowledge will come from it. And thus he will never attain the. That makes sense. Okay. That yes. makes sense. This, which is what, how he's defeated at the end, essentially, because he loses all control. Is this why people want him to have to be a live action? Because that's a good villain to have in live action, right? Yeah, I think people want him. For a lot of reasons, but mostly because they're just tired of Lex Luthor and Zod. Yeah, that too. He seems like a reasonable enough villain who's not too yeah. bizarre to have. I mean, and, and, and because villain. and because Darkseid seems like it should be a culmination of things. Yeah, that's like the Thanos. That truly is right. the Thanos of. So, like, Brainiac seems like it would be a good one-off villain movie to have you don't have to kill him and he can come back in later movies but like he'd be a, a good one movie protag- antagonist you know what i'm saying yeah no okay that makes sense because yeah although <laughs> yeah although if they did make that movie we'd be watching it for this this version of that movie for the third time and the sad part is they wouldn't do a good job of it too. At, at this point they will not do a good job i don't think anyone could do a good job of that at this point maybe someone could so they just uh james gunn just announced the, the new Flash. slate the new slate of DC stuff he's going to be working on. Oh, God. There's like 11 new projects he's going to be do- doing. So and one of them's called Superman Legacy. I like that he's Gunn. That he's writing. Oh, God. I like what he did with the Marvel movies that he touched, which were Guardians, I guess, right? Guardians, yeah. I like them, but like... His Suicide Squad stuff is pretty good, too. I don't want him to add his... I don't want his... I want DC to be its own thing. So I don't want his Marvel side to be in this. Well, I mean, like... But also, I know DC needs all the help we can get right now. You didn't see the new Suicide Squad movie, right? And you didn't see the Peacemaker show, right? No, I did not. I mean, it's a little Guardians-esque because it's um, an ensemble kind of thing. Yeah. But it's way darker, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah. Mature, yeah. So it's more mature. So I I don't know. I'm a little optimistic about his new slate of stuff. Uh, Good, as, as everyone should be. Like You know, I prefer DC over Marvel. So do I. So, so do I. 
I want them to succeed. But at the same time, it's like, you could have gone about this a better way, you know? But at the same time, maybe they will bring Henry Cavill back later as a different kind of Superman, as an older Superman, in a different kind of movie. Like, just... It's just this is, that's where you lost me. I just want... I just... just I genuinely just want one timeline you, you just don't movies. And that's it. After the first timeline's done, do whatever you want so I can tap out. Do what Marvel did. Give me one timeline of DC EU movies of you just, one main You film. just don't have fun with the multiverse stuff because I, I don't know. I don't know why you don't so like different versions of things. Much, TJ. I it's, hate it. You just don't I like it. You just don't like fun. I don't know why, but okay. Because it's like it's because how, how are we playing about like, why are we doing like this movie right now we're watching review. It just feels like why? Yeah, it's a fun thought process and like it's a brain teaser and like thinking like oh what ifs like but like at the same time is there an overarching thing to this? Are we following? Are we following this? No, but see like, this, is, this is this? but this is different. This movie kind of movie is a standalone. It doesn't connect anything. But seeing all the different Spider Man from all the uh, different movies uh, that is cool. Uh, I it's am like, dreading what I I hate I hate it I hate it. It's sort of money. I hate it. I hate it so goddamn much. Who, everything's for money though. If you if you well, take so that blatant. you That's can't enjoy problem. anything if you say oh it's for the money because everything's for money because it's blatantly for the money no. and how they execute it which I haven't seen but I know they they do the meme. It's all for the money and, it I, and it's not just all for the money some some of the people involved in marvel are generally like in it for the passion of it i mm, sure like i'm not defending everything marvel does some of their stuff is not good yeah. but that spider-man movie and bringing in the different spider-man and seeing the different generations bringing back uh. the villains from old and stuff is it's it's a cool neat thing to see just because you don't like fun i like fun spider-verse was a fun movie it's a genuinely good movie and it did it first and which doesn't thing. which that's doesn't make thing. sense that you like that that's like that's nothing but like this movie it's just but, on its own and it doesn't mean anything it's nothing it's just a multiverse that they because it's just it's that's saw, a multiverse movie spider-verse it's a know, multi- like, instead, instead of adding on to it like Let's do it this way instead and make money this way. And Spider-Verse didn't get its justice. It didn't get, like, a claim that it did. It should have gotten. And they did the Spider-Man bullshit with Tom Holland and the guys. And it's like, that that got claimed, guys. That was good, but Spider-Verse isn't good. No one's oh. never... I've never said anyone saying Spider-Verse is not good. Well, it's not as popular as it should be, in my opinion. That's all. That's because it's an animated movie. That's bullshit. It's such a generally good you are just movie. You are just biased i'm angry and biased and that's why I, I but also at the same time i see that i saw the clips and i've seen tidbits of the stupid spider-man we're talking about far from home or what's called and it just looks bad it looks so bad you are and i'm just dreading when we get to it it's like i do not want to watch it because you just, are you are ridiculous and you just don't enjoy fun i apparently i don't let's get back to this preview. i don't know how we got to that i don't know i don't know where i am anymore either on brainiac we're talking about brainiac god damn so you explain Brainiac why he does his thing. Oh, right. Okay. Like he's, he's collecting Superman. Or, yes. Or something with Superman. Superman goes to fight him. Yes. Yeah, so the whole middle of this movie is Superman in a spaceship trying to figure, get through Brainiac. He gets put into the shrunken city of Kandor and then escapes because Brainiac's an, an idiot and teleports on Al. He, I, I don't think that's how teleportation works. He picks up two robots and it gets teleported out. And then... Then he beats him up a little bit, and then he goes back to Earth and leads Brainiac right to Earth. Yeah. 
It's like Superman's an idiot in this section, and so is Brainiac. So, okay. And then the whole third act. Oh, don't. Is uh, but just talking something about him finding the, the, her uncle and aunt and shit like that. Oh, yeah. He, um, apparently, uh, Kara's parents were found drifting because apparently he's collecting all the remaining Kryptonians to Brainiac. Good luck. See, because that, that defeats, like, so he just. Learns the knowledge, mm-hmm. destroys the planets, but still collects things. So the things he's collecting, well, taps into their he, knowledge too. Well, yeah, he absorbs their knowledge once he captures them, and then yeah. he puts them because they they weren't supposed to escape. They were errors essentially. So he's correcting the errors by taking their knowledge and either disposing of them or putting them in back into what the into his collections yeah but in the collection is people are still learning and doing new experiences and maybe creating well, new things not so, he, really not. not really because oh, he, he he oh he's controlling them with like robots and stuff and yeah. only he's only certain things are allowed to be done so he provides they, what they need to survive, but that's it. I still just feel like that he just, just, just I don't know. Him. See, my the problem I think you're having here is is you're thinking way too much into his motives when this is one of the more fantastical villains. You yeah, know what I mean? Because honestly, his, his stuff does make sense, and they do say in the beginning he's just a he's a, a bugged robot. So as right. much of sense as it can make, it also makes no sense because he's yeah, exactly on himself. So that makes plenty of sense to me, but it's just... It's just, that's why I'm thinking you're overthinking yeah. of it just a bit here, because you know, it's 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 supposed to be flawed in certain yes. ways. Yeah, no, I get that. Anyway, so the whole last act is Brandiac invading Earth and stuff, and there's a really lame line where Lois pushes a robot out of the window and she calls him a butthead. So that happened. I have problems with them pushing the robots out the damn windows, but they're not strong enough to do that. That's not right. Whatever, movies got a movie. Yeah, I mean... We we need Lois is in this movie. We needed to do something in this this act. So so yeah, Superman and Kara team up. Uh, Brainiac captures Metropolis. They go back to the spaceship. Superman fights Brainiac in a ship while trying to destroy his son. In the comic, he they actually say that Brainiac destroyed Krypton, which I found was stupid. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Whereas I actually like this version that's better, where he just knew Krypton was exploded, so he took the one, the city that he wanted. Yeah. So this one actually... conning it that way. He's like, come on, I'll do this. Yeah, so, but him destroying Krypton, it's really stupid. <laughs> but whatever. But that's what he's going to do to Earth. He shoots a missile at Earth because he's going to take Metropolis and destroy Earth so it doesn't evolve and get more information. Supergirl stops the missile. He beats Brainiac up by throwing him outside of his ship because his ship is like a bubble him essentially like a clean room almost and outside of it is nothing but chaos and so he's practically beaten by the chaos of our world and germs yeah and um it's very um the world's esque and um he dies essentially yeah where in the comics he's kind of just like captured and being experimented on by the u.s government and later story arcs but you know since this is a standalone movie we can't have the villain live for some reason i, I never understand killing off villains Neither do I. It just seems like you're limited in what you can do later. Looking at you, Marvel. Um, well, he's not really dead, I guess, right? No, I mean that's this movie for some reason has an after credit scene showing that he's still alive. Yeah, I don't know why this why this movie has an after credit scene, but okay, I guess Marvel established it, so now that everything does it. Which again, but well, like why does Superman keep the mementos of people he's used? Like, uh, this is, this is I don't know. It's the same reason why Batman keeps trophies. Does he? Yeah, he keeps, he has a trophy room. Why? Why? Uh, you you've seen the Batcave? 
I know, but like, why have that? I, honestly, I think it's because they're a little crazy. <laughs> they are a little crazy. I can see keeping some of that science to like dissect and learn. But what you learn from it, get rid of it. Batman kept keep it. Batman kept that giant T-Rex. Yeah, I guess. And that giant penny. Oh, God, it's so dumb. I hate when they do that. Just... I don't know. I think it's a cool little thing. Just just, just a, a nod to the past. I, I mean, it's... The viewers. It's like, hey, remember this villain he fought? Like, uh... Well, not necessarily. I think it's it's part of the hero's um, mania, essentially. You know what I mean? They need a... They need a uh, uh, like they need these trinkets to remind them why they're doing stuff almost because like it's the same same reason why bruce immortalizes jason todd's robin's uh outfit in a case once he was dead because you know that one makes sense to me like yeah it fucked up badly or whatever happened happened really badly i can't keep this around for a keep the kid in memory and b well and that's 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 what i think it's just like sense but keeping the villain shit around that makes no sense to me it does make a certain amount of sense like some you know to remind you of the lessons of that do not fall for certain things there or keeping certain weapons so they don't fall back into their hands destroy them Take them apart. You're, you're the genius. Well, Take them literally piece by piece apart. Well, what happens if you can use that technology later to save a different thing? Well, like I'm learn from the technology. Literally learn from it. Probably keep some of the schematics in your, in your top secret computer. Why would you not just keep keep the weapon if you can use it later? I don't see I don't see why keeping it around. Worst why? Case, to, worst case, I build it again. It just seems like a bizarre thing to do. Especially after defeating so many villains. It's you know, like, no... Like big, like it's really no different than somebody keeping their awards and trophies. That's weird, too. You just... I, 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 well, no, it's totally different. It's like keeping the trophies of your enemies. That's bizarre. That's war crime level shit, right? Yeah, I took a skull to remember who I killed. Well, he doesn't keep their remains. Obviously. He oh, keeps like... like well, he this keeps guy, like... This guy literally just took the remains of the Brainiac. That's literally the remains of the guy. That's well, what, so why would you keep that? The study and to make sure that he, um, you know, because this is an alien creature that seems to keep re- coming back. Well, this is the first time we see a counter with him, so he has no idea he's going to come back. Well, exactly. So you study what he was just in case something like this ever happened again. Bizarre. It's bizarre to me. No. I think you're just you're just weird. Why have the big penny from like that Batman? Why have that big penny? Well, maybe he just thought it was cool. <laughs> That's bizarre. bizarre. And why do why do you have like action figures? I don't have action figures. Or Who's supposed to have action figures in here? Okay. Or posters, or yeah, but like they like I didn't take the things I have in my room in my house from someone who was trying to destroy the city I live in. No, but you know, like he collected that giant penny from I don't remember what adventure that was. He collected the giant dinosaur from a movie set. Essentially, he just thought it was cool. Why? 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 You're because a billionaire, did he steal it? Did he pay for it? Like what well, is wrong with this dude? Well, no, because he was all right. <laughs> So here, here's the thing. It was Robin's birthday, right? Oh my god! Yeah. And Bruce got Robin a plane, and they were out flying. And as they were flying over an island, Robin saw a dinosaur down on the on this island, and Bruce didn't believe them, so they went down to investigate. And then they got into a little adventure. They fought like uh, these like cave guys, and then there's this, the giant rope, the giant dinosaur, and then like a saber tooth tiger. And it turns out all this stuff was they were filming the movie, and they said Batman and Robin. They're like, we're gonna keep this stuff. We're gonna put this in the movie. And then as kind of payment, they gave him the the giant dinosaur that he wanted. That's fair. 
the kid for his birthday. It's cute and adorable. That's fair. <laughs> so, but keeping Mr. Freeze's freeze ray, why? Because what happens if you need something frozen? Like what? You're going to be frozen. What happens if, you know, I don't know, some woman is dying from a disease and the only way to save her is to keep her frozen? Well, let her die. So you just don't. You are just, you have, one, you have no I, no use for practicality. Oh, and, no, I'm a hoarder. And two. But it's, it's, I'm a and, hoarder, so I see people hoarding shit like that. Like, why are you hoarding, man? Just get rid of shit. Or and, give, it to, give it to science. Why are you hoarding yourselves? Give it to science, guy. Because science is evil in these worlds. How many scientists are evil? Come on. Not all of them, just a handful. Like 90% of them. No, just a handful of the scientists. See, they have to kill off the and then means you also you evil. also don't seem to understand sentimentality. No, I do, but it's like it's just weird to take the thing that the bad person wants to use and destroy and kill people. It's like, well, I don't like if he had Joker's knife in his possession, that's f-ing weird. He probably doesn't, to my knowledge. I hope he doesn't. No, he, he doesn't have Joker's knife, but like he's got like one of the clown a jack in the boxes. That'd be weird if you had that. Like why he has that? he has the cards that he gets sent by Joker and stuff. See that, but that makes sense. Like the evidence, like that makes sense. Like I have birthday cards still, but like so, like keeping cards that the Joker teases or the Riddler teases you with kind of makes sense to me. It's the extravagant, like having a museum of shit. Like that's the bizarre part to me. Ah, I, I don't know. Like I I think it's there's a cool factor to it that I just excuse for it. And then there's the the whole, you know, these guys are kind of crazy, so maybe they're just obsessive compulsive in what they collect. It must be that something like so, that, like why, like who's that for collecting all that shit? Unless you're going to have a tour they're for them. themselves. That's just biz- it's, that's the bizarre thing. Like that's just weird. And the like, way whenever Bru- I see and that in especially a show or a movie, like why do you have this shit? Especially the way Bruce is, where he like he always finds new ways to find new information from things that he keeps. You know, yes, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I always found it bizarre, that's all. It's like, this, this is weird. If I ever found the Batcave and saw all that shit, like, this is, you're already weird enough, and then that just makes it extra weird. Like, like I like, would I would understand. I, at? I would get it if if this was, like, a museum where, um, out in the public that anybody can get to. Kind of like the Flash Museum is just out in the open for the public to go visit for some reason. But that's a Central City thing. The city built that museum for well, I'd Flash. rather have that, but that makes more sense to me. As, the, as as flawed and bad as that is, like, as, like, these things are getting taken, obviously. But it makes more sense to have a museum of, like, look at the things the Penguin used, and here's the Mr. Freeze. Was, uh, yeah, but... That makes sense. Here's no Playface exhibit. It's very few people breaking into the Batcave. You know what I mean? I mean, it happens so, every movie, apparently. Well, that's because... They choose certain movies to do it, yeah. and it's like that's just one of the big plot points. But normally, it's only a certain couple can get into the back cave. So keeping these things secured in a place that no one can get to makes sense. No, and it does. It does. It definitely does. It's just weird to have it. That's all. I just always just always found it like odd. I don't know. I just I I never found it weird. It's kind of like Superman has a zoo. So what? Superman has a zoo. So which is well, he has a zoo because I stick to animals, right? Yeah, it's mostly just endangered species. That makes species. sense. These planets that died, because it's like, my planet died and lost all that shit, so I'm going to try to save this thing. That makes the total sense to me. It's I don't know, I, 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 just, I just think you're like, it's the same reason why people collect things. It's just, uh, it's just no, no, a... Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just like, it's just a weird level of like, why you collecting this stuff, though. People collect weird things, though. They do, know? they do, they do, they so, do, they do. Like bottle caps. Why do you collect bottle caps? I was that guy for a long time, honestly. 
don't know why. It's like it's just it's just an obsession and a compulsion to do stuff like that. It is. It's just but see, that's another thing that made me said be in therapy. Well, you know, at the same like, time, if you're going to have that compulsion, won't you want to collect cool things? Yes. So, like, I like that's why I'm like I get the compulsion to do it. Like, I collect video games, so it's like I get it. Like, if you're going to collect something, and it should be cool, you know. But, but see, in a weird, bad way, though, also like memorializes Batman can never outright say, "Yeah, I collected it because it's cool." Like, no, these things were murderous weapons that the villains had. Well, not so everything is. Not, not everything, everything is. Not, not everything is. I'm, just, I'm focused on, like, the, the weapons he has, the shit, the te- technology. So he can't say, this shit's cool, isn't it? Like, yeah, but the bad guy used to kill, like, a city block of people. No, no, he, but it's cool. It's like, to me, it's like the same, like, Well, no, but the, like, I, like I said, like, those... Oh, Second Amendment, my right. No, just say guns are cool, and that's fine, because I get yeah, guns are cool. Like, so, to me, it's like that equivalence. That's all. But it's, but it's not, though. So, like... Keep, uh, there's no. It's not the cool factor that he's keeping those things. Is he's keeping those things to keep it out of other people's hands? Because one, he's Batman and he's paranoid to have it in anyone else's hands. And two, so then want not destroy it then. Because two, he there's always a possibility that he can use that technology or that even that specific weapon for something later. Which which I said like, why not just take it apart, make a schematic of it. Which you upload to your f***ing market feeder, and you because always what have happen- ready to be made. What happens if the thing takes a thousand, uh, ten days to build, and you need it that day? If he can take a thousand. It won't take him that long to build because he has all the pieces. He can have all the things he needs to make it again in the back cave. But the, why would you? It's such. It's like saying, oh. You you have all the exercise equipment pieces there. You can just put it together every time you want to exercise. Totally different. Totally different. No, it's not. Exercise equipment won't. I mean, it can, can kill you. If I will kill people and have killed people, but they're not made to kill people. What, what Whereas if, this freeze gun. But if this apart, freeze gun is inside a display case and it's just just sitting there untouched. Go on, TJ. How's that different than like a gun museum or a weapons museum or anything else? Except this is the most secure place in the world. There's nothing that's so secure because people stumble onto it all the time. A Robin from Batman and Robin and so on and so forth. People but they never take those things out and just play with them. Because they're naturally good people. But like, they're just bad And that's the only world. people allowed in the cave. Allowed after they stumble into it. I don't know, man. It's just, no one's just ever so just stumbled into the cave. <laughs> it's just... Does not sit well with me. That's all. It's just a weird thing he has. You're again. You're just being weird about this. No, this is every time. Every, I mean, this ever since I was young, I would see Batman has collection of shit. Like why? Or just superhero in general has collection of the enemies thing. Like what? what? It's an egotistical thing. I get that. It's just like it just seems like. Oh, and it's it's just a collection of dangerous. their adventures. Look at diaries. There's, there's there's literally media coverage of your of your adventures. You're fine. Get rid of the shit you have. <laughs> why you though? Just, why you don't need a lot of things that you keep? Yeah, I know. You don't need all the DVDs you own, but you keep them. No, I need these because it's the only way I have this media. You don't need all the magic cards that you have, but you yes, have I them. Yes, I do, TJ. <laughs> yeah. You don't tell me what I need. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't tell Batman what he needs, all right? He needs therapy. That's what he fucking needs. Uh, back to the movie. We were almost done, too. I know. We talked more about other shit than this movie. Like, I, I know. 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 Because you keep going on rants. I don't care about this movie. <laughs> we could have been done this uh, review uh, 45 minutes ago. I'm so sorry. Anyway, so he defeats uh, Brainiac. And, for some reason. and he takes Kandor to a red planet, because I guess he doesn't want a bunch of Kryptonians with superpowers. <laughs> or, 
like in the comics, they actually he frees Kandor on Earth, and then he, he what he he releases Kandor oh. the city on Earth. I say freezes. Like what the fuck? Okay. He releases it on Earth, and then the the world suddenly has got a hundred thousand superpower Kryptonians on Earth. No way. Yeah, and that's that would go dark so quickly. That and that's the storyline for the. I'm assuming like the next year. It's called oh, like wow. it's called Planet Krypton. All throughout all the Superman books and stuff. That'd be a terrible idea. It was a terrible idea, from what I understand. I didn't read through it, but. From what on I'm his getting... part, right? That sounds like why would he do that? It sounds you can't introduce new species into another plant. Uh, ecosystem. It's terrible. Yeah, I don't know how it turned out. I haven't actually read that story arc, but oh my god, I would go south so quickly. Like, like, like I read one comic past this st- story arc, and it was, um, you know, all these Kryptonians are around, and then you still have sympathizer of General Zod, and they're going to... exactly. It's so they already starting to touch on it, so. Well, they're thinking about the legality of, like, okay, if there's a Kryptonian law now, do they have their own laws they're going to implement? Like, where would that happen? What it depends on... has a relationship with a human? It like, depends where on where he... There? It depends on where he released the city. I'm not sure where Krypton is. Wow. Or Argo City is anymore. He probably released somewhere in Antarctica, though, which no one has sovereignty over. No, man. Then I'd be like, no, man, you suck. Yeah, we'll I don't know. They're from taking over the world. Really like, I, 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 I can't defend it or not defend it because I don't know how the storyline plays yeah. out. God, just nothing but bad problems from that. But it, it was a very selfish move. But he, he, like, he, because I guess he, he's a, was him and Tara were the only really Kryptonians left. And now he's got a whole city of his people and he wanted them free. So. See, I'd be the biggest Superman fan. And then once he do that, doing something like that, I would, I would be like his biggest opponent. Like, this guy sucks. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how it turns out. Yeah, so I want to read that story arc now. But yeah, so but he frees Kandor in this movie on like Mars or something. Or it's like on a red planet and just abandoned him there. So good luck. I, I mean, what is he gonna do? Keep him a tiny, tiny thing. So, true, but like he. So the planet's destroyed. Good luck making your own thing now. Yeah, that. And then he takes them to this planet, and it has a red sun, which means, assumes that they lose their powers once they're there. Did they? I guess they had enough to get back home, or maybe they took a spaceship. And then Kara just leaves her parents on this uh, on this planet and goes back to Earth. But she wouldn't do, right? It's not what she would do. That's no, because it's it was only a, according to this movie like four months since she was yeah. on Krypton. She hated everything about being on Earth. So you're right. So uh, I don't know. Just a lot of it didn't make any sense. Anyway. So, this movie ends on a happy note, which is completely different than how it ended in the comics, which I found interesting. Ooh, okay. So, this movie ends with Clark, you know, apologizing for being a misogynistic jerk, and then proposing to Lois in front of the Daly Planet people, establishing their relationship, essentially. Happy ending. Sure, whatever, the end. Nice. In the comics, uh, the Kents were a big part of the storyline. Like, they were worried about Clark and stuff and, you know, helping Kara and, you know, you know, just going back and forth. And at the end of the story arc, um, Jonathan Kent has the heart attack and dies. <laughs> it's kind of late in the game, but whatever. Well, I think at this point it was Norbudit world. So, like, 1984. Before the world got rebooted, so this was the reboot continuity. So he probably stuck around for that long in this continuity. Okay. So and it was just, I guess it was just that time to get rid of him <laughs> again. Why? I don't know. I like I. I only read this story arc. Like this was two thousand. I haven't re- read any much of the Superman stuff from the two thousands, and this was 
in that era, so I'm not really sure. But his death's supposed to motivate him to become Superman, right? No. Superman. Not necessarily. No? No. He didn't become Superman, like, originally because of Johnny Kent's death. Some kind of... And then the Christopher Reeves movies, it kind of, like... I'm not saying it motivated him, but like, it kind of set him on that path more so. <laughs> or kept him on the path. Wherever you want like, to I mean, either way works. Whether he's alive or dead, it could keep him on that path, you know? So, it really doesn't matter if he's dead or not. It, really, all it does is Jonathan Kent's death, all it really does is, like show clark that he can't save everybody yeah so that that storyline that arc can be placed at any point in superman's career oh, i think it's better at a younger age oh but yeah. i didn't see it happen at a i don't know oh. but it can, it can get to a point where clark's been doing this for a long time and he's never really failed and then his dad dies of a heart attack and then he that drives into a new superman you know what i mean yeah. You can tell there's many different elements you could throw that anywhere. Like I, like I said, I don't. I'm not sure. I didn't read the entirety of the you know, thing because it's like ten years of comics and not doing it. But yeah, that was Superman Unbound. Oh, we're done already. Wow. Yeah, I, I said it was the end. I was just <laughs> I was comparing the endings of the movies. Oh shit, that was fast. Yeah, I told you it was going to be a quick review, and it would have been done an hour ago if you would stop talking. But anyway, so yeah, um, the movie overall is meh, honestly. Yep. I wouldn't say it's bad. It has bad elements to it, but like, it's still a classic Superman story. It's just we've seen it a lot. Yeah, if this was the first one you saw, you would not be disappointed. Yeah, not really. Even yeah, I mean, just... some of the elements are annoying, but like I said, it depends on who you are. Yeah, but not annoying enough to be like this movie it's just like it's a movie yeah it's okay it's a it's a superman movie yeah that leads into another superman movie which is either love it or hate it next week's movie that's what that's gonna be yeah Yeah. anyway um i don't know i think i'm at a five yeah i'm at a four i couldn't recommend it but it's like it's not abysmal well see i can recommend it if you've never seen a superman movie before like an animated superman movie no there's other ones i'd rather recommend than this like this one i would not recommend in that sense but i'm not saying to avoid it i'm just saying like i said if someone said should i watch superman unbound like i'd be like yeah i mean sure it's an average movie it's an average superman movie okay that's fair yeah they're holding a dvd in front of you like should i watch this again yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's garbage, but you know, yeah, it's, it's an hour or some change, so it's quick. Yeah, still Superman at its core. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I never had the tingles for this movie. <laughs> I never had like this. There was never a well, moment in this movie where Superman like, ooh, now that's Superman. Again, never had we, that in this movie. It was we sad. literally just covered this movie like forty movies ago. Exactly. But even yeah, that, I don't know if I had that tingle then. Because wasn't that forty nine? You said Batman. Yeah. Brainiac. No, it was uh, uh yeah, forty nine. So yeah, literally forty. Movies and we're ago. on and we're on eighty nine. <laughs> yeah, I know. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, fifty is Superman or Batman or sorry, fifty is the next one. The last one was Superman Returns. So I was like, wow, perfect. Yeah, Superman seems like round numbers. Yeah. All right. I guess that's it. We, we got to find a better way to end this. We just like kind of peter out. Well, we usually end, we used to end with making fun of the audience, but then we just like. We can't do gimmicky. So we say, until next time, superhero. No. 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 Uh, we should have ended it when he said, that, that's um, that's just Superman. It's when he should have just ended it when we said, that's just Superman and just stop. We should say it like, well, that's just Superman. That's just sound effect. No. <laughs> no, it should have just been, you know, that's just Superman, and then that would have been the end of the podcast. That's where I would have stopped it. That's fair. Well, that's just Superman, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>